There's no such thing, especially in business, as a wall or a dead end. There's only hurdles in life. There's only hurdles in business. And if you look at it like that, you need to understand how high you got to jump to get over that hurdle rather than it's a dead end I need to turn around. Most people do that. Mm -hmm. Real yeah. entrepreneurs, real successful people, they see every single hurdle as a quick obstacle and figure out how high they have to jump to get over it. Every successful entrepreneur started with one goal in mind, freedom, financial freedom and time freedom. You read books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and dreamed of one day building a successful business that you paid others to manage while you sat back and watched the money pile up. But in the real world, most entrepreneurs fail at adequately preparing their business for their exit. The exit is the essential step of creating distance between your business and your active involvement in it. The exit is the power play that gives you the freedom you desire in life. It's your business and only you can define what a successful exit is for you, so you have to own it. We're here to help you do just that. You're listening to Own the Exit. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Own the Exit. I'm Caleb. I'm here in the studio with our co-host, Aaron. Hey, what's up, guys? Just excited for another episode of Own the Exit. Thanks for joining. Yeah, so we got an unbelievable guest today. This is a guy that started his first business in his early 20s. He kind of grew up fast, became a serial entrepreneur, was one of the stars of the number one show on the Discovery Channel for a couple of years called Diesel Brothers. He's the founder of Limitless Society, which is a revolutionary community that's helping folks, you know, all over realize their unlimited potential. And he's on a personal mission to make millionaires. It's made over 20 millionaires already and has a mission to make a lot more millionaires. I love it. As I said before, he is a serial entrepreneur, owner of One Mission Nutrition, FitCon Expo, and 35 plus other successful companies in his illustrious career. And he just recently, back in September, hosted the Limitless Arena event in Salt Lake, where he put on his stage guys like Gary Vee, David Goggins, Ed Milet, Brad Lee, Russell Brunson, Andy Frisella, and about 25 or 30 other people that are worth mentioning. But I don't want to take time to do that because I want to get to Keaton, the muscle Hoskins. Man, Keaton, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything I left out? <laughs> No, you, you covered all of it, my man. I'm honored to be on your guys' podcast. There's, I'm all over the place. So just like listening to that, I'm like, oh, that's a, just a lot of hoopla and garbage. Who cares about all of that? Right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm personally impressed by you. So I just, yeah. you know, I wanted to make sure to give our listeners a nice little bio, but I appreciate the humility there, man. I really do. Well, I appreciate so you, that. You, got, you have a lot of other businesses going. Talk to us about the community that you've built. You've got about a thousand members. Is that right? Are you mentoring these people, disciple, like working with them? How, yeah. how does that work? What, what does that look yeah, like? Yeah. So about a year ago, I had started like my 35th business or something like that. I don't even wow. really know if those numbers are real, but whatever. Let's just say I've started a lot of businesses. And about a year ago, I made the decision. I, I wanted, not that I want to stop doing business and I haven't, I'm still doing stuff. I just realized I wanted to help people. And so I decided literally one night, I was like, I want to make more people more money and I want to help them actually figure out life, which life is not money. It does help, but it's not, you know, it's not everything. So I was sitting on my couch with my wife and I said, you know what? I want to make a real difference. I want to help people. I know I can help them build a business. I know I can help them become financially free. And she was like, okay, well, what does that look like? And I'm like, I don't know. 
The next day I was out. I actually had just landed my helicopter. I got out on my front yard and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to get online and I'm going to say, hey, I want to make millionaires. Dude, I wasn't even thinking about anything. So I get online and it's on my social media. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to make 10 millionaires this year. There was six months left in the year, right? I'm going to make 10 millionaires this year. And holy shit, it blew up. I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages that were like, well, how do you do it? I was like, you know what? I need to start mentoring and helping people figure out how to make money. But even more than that, how to make the life that they want. So I started Limitless Society just over a year ago. And we've had about 2,500 people join Limitless Society, which has been, you know, Oh, it's so awesome. It's been so awesome. But the coolest part is I do a group mentoring, which is limitless. And then I do one-on-one mentoring, which is more for high earners. But my main focus, and I want to be really clear about this, especially for you guys as listeners, is money doesn't mean shit. If you're a bad and a shitty person, it doesn't mean anything. It's garbage. It's just more stress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you can actually become a better person, Oh, making money is just insane. And that's kind of what we teach in Limitless Society. That's That's so cool. I know there's a lot of people that try to start mastermind, you know, groups or get like online courses and everything going. And they only have a few people like that's really crazy that you just blew it up, you know, that that dramatically in such a short period of time. How how do you manage that? Do you have a kind of like, uh, do you break them into like smaller groups or uh, do you have kind of some coaches and stuff in the program that are helping you out or? I really should have coaches in the program. I don't really have coaches yet. What I do have is, you know, I still own five companies today, actually six as of this week, but I find that I got to figure out time management, which is a huge thing for anybody who wants to be successful. And then number two is I put the right people in the right position. So every one of my companies, Limitless Society included, I have a CEO that helps me to kind of run everything and delegate kind of everything through. But the cool thing about Limitless Society is I set it up to allow me to reach the masses. So in the group, you get to be on a call just like this with me twice a week. And that can be with a thousand people, 10,000 people, or one person, whoever wants to come. And so it makes it really, really easy to be able to get my message, my information, my principles, my habits, all the stuff I seek to teach people. It makes it really easy for me to get in front of a ton of people. So my goal this year is to have 10,000 people in Limitless Society, which I think is going to be achieved fairly, fairly quickly it kind of gives me the ability to go as big as I want to go, which is my plan. That's mm-hmm. amazing, man. So Limitless Society, I love it so much. How did you come up with the name Limitless Society? I mean, that says a lot. So there's got to be a great, you know, a good story, a good anchor behind that. I'd love for you to unpack that a little bit. Yeah. So it's funny. When I sat on the couch the next night after I made that post, I told my wife, I'm like, I have so many people that want my help. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I really need to build a program and I need to build a mentoring program and system that I can teach people. And she said to me, she goes, well, what are you going to call it? I said, I don't know. So we kept talking, kept talking. I kept going back to my beliefs, my core beliefs. And my core beliefs are really simple. And I'll just share them real quickly with you. I believe that there's a God in heaven and he's our father. Very simple. I believe that each one of us are his children. And if we are his children, we're heir to what he has and what he is. And the truth is, is that God is limitless. He is. We know that. All of us agree at some point on that. And if we as his children are heir to him, then we should first understand we too are limitless. All it takes is an actual understanding here because once we understand it here, we can do it. 
I said that to my wife and she's like, I love it. So you want to call it limitless? And I was like, yeah, I like that. But it's got to be based around a program and a system of people. So it can't just be limitless. And she, you know, of course, because she's smart. She's like, well, what about limitless people, limitless program? And I was like, no, there's got to be a better word. And, you know, we came up with society. So that night we labeled it limitless society and it blew up. It, it blew up. I had 300 members sign up the first week. It was insane. And the coolest, coolest part about it is I have seen so many people become so successful. And, and I'll be clear with you guys too. It's not because of what I teach. It's not that. It's that these people at some point in the program, they begin to believe in themselves and truly see their full potential. And if I could for a moment open the world's eyes to see what they are capable of, that's all I want to do for the rest of my life. That's awesome, man. So good. No, I love that. Yeah. Love so that. much of it is just mindset. Like what was your journey on? Like, I, I'm just curious, like, did you always have this limitless mindset or was that something that progressively, you know, like I know for myself and like you have this ceiling, right? And it's just in your mind, but then you yeah. get past that and then you have a new one and you're like, well, I couldn't do that though. But then yeah. soon you do it. Right. And then you, and you just keep expanding. Yeah. What was your kind of experience there to now be like, I can do anything. Right. I think my mentality from a really young age was that I was a rule breaker. I never abided by what people said, you know, and I think that allowed me to understand the questioning that I still have, which is, well, why do we do it this way? And, you know, the answer you get a lot is, well, this is how we've always done it, which I fucking hate that answer. I hate that answer. But from a really young age, I would break yeah. rules and people would say, hey, you can't do that. And I would immediately ask, like, well, why can't I do that? Well, because that's the rule. I don't want to abide by the rule. So from a really young age, I kind of kept to this idea. And then I realized something pretty quickly in my life. It was there's no such thing, especially in business, as a wall or a dead end. There's only hurdles in life. There's only hurdles in business. And if you look at it like that, you need to understand how high you got to jump to get over that hurdle rather than it's a dead end I need to turn around. Most people in their life, they get the smallest hurdle and they think that it's a dead end and they turn around and they start over. Most people do that. Mm -hmm. Real yeah. entrepreneurs, real successful people, they see every single hurdle as a quick obstacle and figure out how high they have to jump to get over it. And so from a really young age, I realized I wasn't going to follow the rules. And then really quickly, I realized I don't have any actual limitations it's all whatever was based here. And you know the hardest part, and this is the one thing, if I don't portray anything else to your guys' listeners, yeah. every single one of us were born without limitations. You remember when you were a young kid and you wanted to be an astronaut and you wanted to fly and you had no limitations. Yeah. But then over time, your parents, your siblings, your friends, your peers, your teachers, they always gave you a no. They always said you can't do it. They always said it wasn't possible. You began at a young age to be sculpted by the opinions of other people who do not believe in being limitless. And at some point, you just accepted those beliefs. So all you have to do is understand every limiting belief you have is just that. It's just a belief that was given to you. It's not even yours. All of us from a very young age were limitless. You watch kids and you know there's no limits in their mind. It's only what their parent says to them. 
So if you can break those, holy shit, dude, the things that are possible in this world are unreal. That's awesome, man. And I, I love that so much. And I, I've, I've heard you talk about this and, you know, I think you have a uniquely powerful insight. It's kind of one of those ways that you unlock that limitless belief system, right? It all starts with that kind of anchoring belief and, you know, but it's the idea I've, I've heard you share before. It's the idea that death is the greatest teacher. I'd love for you to kind of unpack that a little bit, you know, and just kind of share with our listeners. I, you know, I could say, I think some of the things that you say, but you do it a lot better than I would. So I'd love for you just to unpack that. And then let's talk about that a little. I'm going to try not to get emotional because I just, my last call was, I mentor. I mentor a lot of people one-on-one. My last call was with a gentleman literally 15 minutes ago. He got on and we do a weekly call and we kind of go over and unpack what he needs to do in his business and what he needs to do in his life. And he, he got on the phone immediately and he said, hey, today's going to be a little bit different. Mm. And he immediately broke into tears. And he said, I, I'm going to try to get out what I need to get out because I need to have these conversations with you. He's 52 years old. And he said, last week, my wife was diagnosed with cancer and the doctor said she's not going to live past the first of the year. And, you know, listening to him choke that conversation down and at least try to get it out. uh, You know, I began to cry too. And I said to him, I said, what is this new perspective that you have? And he looked at me and In a way, I mean, I've been mentoring him for three months. He looked at me in a way I've never seen him look before. And he said, this is the perspective you've been trying to teach me to have that it's now here. Hmm. One of the things that I teach people is if you could imagine an hourglass on your shoulder, slowly running out, would you do what you do? Would you say what you say? Would you act the way you act or would you change? And I would challenge you and, and anybody listening to this, I would bet you would probably change some things. Marcus Aurelius taught, you know, his writings that a man should contemplate that often. The reason he taught that is because of the perspective in which it puts a man's mind. And perspective is everything. I'm sure you guys agree with that. Perspective yeah. is literally everything. So this gentleman who I was just on the phone with, His whole life has been flipped upside down and everything that mattered the last call, it doesn't matter on the call today, not even a little bit. And the truth is, is that death in and of itself, it puts us in a better perspective. Now, here's the thing that the really hard thing to grasp, it's really easy to talk about your own death because you don't really believe that it's going to happen and that's okay. But what you should do is think about the death of those who you love most, your children, your spouse, your parents. In that, in the love for them, and in that thought, your perspective will begin to shift. Now, I don't know, are you guys married? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we both are with kids. You guys are both married? Mm -hmm. Yep. If tomorrow your wife called you and said, hey, I just left the doctor and the doctor told me that I have three months left to live, what would you say? What would you do? And how would you live? And is it congruent with how you live now? Is it congruent with what you say to her now? Is it congruent with how you treat her now? And if it isn't, 
then this exact principle is something that you and the listeners and every single person could benefit from. Because the reality is, is that our life is all based around what we perceive it to be. It's our own perception. We fail or we succeed based on our own perception. And if I could rewire every human to see an hourglass on their loved one, on themselves, on their family, I believe that they would change how they interact, how they speak, what they do, how they act. And in that, that is the true person that they should be. That's the person they should seek to become more than anything. In fact, and I know that this is an entrepreneurial and a business type thing, you should seek more on your own personal growth than you do on the success of anything in your business. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people listening who are entrepreneurs, they're thinking about, dude, I spend 12 hours a day on my business, but how much time do you spend on you and fixing you and growing you? And if you could, and hopefully people don't have to deal with this, if you could be put into a perspective of hearing those words, hey, I don't have more than three months left. This is it for me. And the next three months, will I live my life the way I lived the last? Or am I going to live the way that I should have lived and the way that I should live until I go, whatever time that is? Yeah. And, you know, I always do these. I do podcasts like this. I do events like this. And, you know, I, I would imagine you guys probably have thousands of, of listeners. You know, the craziest part? One of the people listening to this conversation right now will either pass away within the next week or two, or they will have someone very close to them that passes away and dies. And they will be affected in this way to wish, or, or I should say to either wish that they changed it and be filled with regret, or who will literally take this podcast right now as a pivoting moment in their life to say, you know what? I feel that in my core. I feel that in my core, I should start living like I'm going to die and my children are going to die and my spouse is going to die and I should interact with them differently. I should treat them differently. I should say things differently. I should build differently. I should have better relationships because if I die in three months, will I lay on my deathbed in gratitude or will I lay there with regret? And that to me, that's what I seek to teach the whole world, 100%. And it's just, you know, it's just by chance that you asked me that question. Yeah, 20 minutes after I get off the phone with a man whose wife has now been given three months left to live. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. L let me ask you this. This podcast is, you know, called Own the Exit. I I'm just thinking of you starting, you know, your very first business and then, you know, 35 more. What's your process there? Because I mean, for I think for a lot of people, obviously there's teams that are involved with that systems. You know, I think for a lot of business owners, you know, they get so kind of trapped almost by their own business, right? Because it's all built around them. They can't ever step out of it, you know? But it sounds like for you, you've got, you know, CEOs, you got people kind of working for you, working with you. What does that look like for you with that many businesses? You got multiple industries, how does that work and what does your team look like? I think that would be really helpful for some of our listeners too, just how you, you know, you're the, on the entrepreneur side, but what about all the management and operations of all these different ventures you've got going? So 
You know, it's a really simple answer. You have to be willing to delegate and you have to be willing to delegate very quickly. I tell entrepreneurs and CEOs, if you are doing a $20 an hour job, you are wasting time and wasting money. Because you as the visionary, you as the captain of the ship cannot be doing the $20 an hour shit. You just can't. Mm-hmm. And you need to learn how to delegate. Like, I'll tell you guys, I have three assistants right now, personal assistants. I have someone who pays my, my bills and someone who answers my emails and someone who gets back to my grocery list, someone who makes my bed, someone who cleans my house. Like, I have somebody who does $20 an hour jobs so that my entire life is based around an edifying work, an edifying job, something that is high level that allows me to achieve what I seek to achieve, right? And I'm not saying don't make your bed, but I am saying you shouldn't be the one making your bed. Yeah, You get into a role of delegating businesses and duties and jobs to those who do it. Listen, I'm not a CPA. I can do CPA work, but I'm not a CPA. Why would I waste my time and my vision spending hours and hours and hours counting numbers? It's not going to work. Why wouldn't I delegate that? Mm. The truth is, is if we want to be something great, we want to build a big business, we want to be the captain, we want to oversee it all, we must delegate the jobs to those who are better at doing it. Plain and simple as that. Yeah, that's really good, man. Yeah. And I just think even connecting, you know, the, thank you for sharing about the guy you're mentoring, by the way. I mean, just the the, mm-hmm. the vulnerability there. I mean, I know I was like really, you know, it's just really impactful and I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, as you're like, you've built these businesses, right. And you've built them in this way. And I guess kind of with the mentality of, you know, death being the best teacher, you know, that with our podcast being on the exit, right. It's like death would certainly teach you to think about the end game. Right. Like that's the ultimate thing is like, okay, what what do I really want the end of my life to be? What do I really want my everyday life to look like? You know, where is all this headed? If I knew tomorrow I was going to be gone, how much of, you know, where this is headed do I already have today? I'm just not seeing it because I'm so focused on the next day or the next goal or the next, you know. And so I guess, you know, I want to get just a little bit personal for a moment and ask you, you know, if your last grain of sand were dropping out of that hourglass tomorrow, how confident would you feel about based on everything that you've accomplished and built up until this point in your life and the way that you've built it? How confident do you feel about your family's ability to continue to thrive? I'm going to give you two answers if I can. Yeah, please do. I would tell you I would have no regrets if I died today. So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would tell you is I have no intentions of leaving behind to my family wealth and comfort and an easy life. I have no intentions of that. I've told all of my children, I have five, I will not be paying for college. I'm not going to be giving you an easy life. Any money that I have, I would like to get rid of somehow. I hope to die with zero dollars. I have zero intentions of giving anything to my children or my children's children that they cannot earn themselves. What I seek is to teach them what they can do to have it themselves. I've told my children again, when you're 18, you're out. And I have old daughters too. It's not like I'm telling a guy, hey, at 18, you got to get out. I, I told all of my children, 
At 18, you got to get out. You got to figure out your own shit. I will teach you and I will support you what you need to make it in this life. But I will not give you anything because it doesn't serve a purpose for me to give to you. It just doesn't. I've never met a spoiled rich kid that had his head on straight. I just haven't. Yeah. But what I have met are people whose parents were very successful and their parents taught them how to become successful. Both my spouse and my children, I have spent countless time and hours and energy with to teach them the principles that I teach the world as to how to get out of life what it is you want. I told my children, if you want to go to college, I will show you how to pay for it yourself. If you want to build a business, I will show you how to build it. If you want to capture and get every piece of every dream you've ever imagined, I'll show you how to get it. But I will not give it to you. I have no desire to do that. Again, I have zero desire to have a dime in my bank account the day I die. So for me, taking care of those who I love is empowering them with education and knowledge. It's yeah. not giving them money so that they can just sit back in life and find comfort because in comfort, we do not learn and we do not grow. And in my family and what I teach my children is the peace to happiness, the part to happiness that everybody seems to miss is progress. And that's where we miss. That's why people who are rich are unhappy. That's why people who have nothing yet seem to be still happy because progress is literally everything. Progress in anything is everything. And so for my family, like, again, I would so much rather teach them the principles to have everything they want in this life than I would give them everything they want in this life by my own checkbook or my own money. Yeah. So when I go, you better believe every one of my children and my spouse included will have everything they need to thrive when I'm gone. That's such a great answer, man. Yeah, it's man. so good. I'm glad, we got, that we, I'm glad we got that one recorded. I'll yeah. go back and listen to that one. <laughs> go back. My and, kids. Yeah, exactly. I know that's a big struggle with people <laughs> just talking with, you know, people that have money. And we were meeting with a, a big private equity guy just a week ago, and he was an immigrant with, you know, poor, no money. And he's like, that was the greatest gift yeah. that I ever received was being a completely penniless immigrant and basically learning and growing and just grinding my way to what I have now and valuing it and, you know, versus somebody just handing it to them. So that, that resonated with me, what you just said. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. Honestly, we can sit here and talk. You got so much value to add. It's obvious. We're going to jump now into kind of the last five questions. We ask every guest we have on the show, it's called the exit round. And so we'll jump in. I'll ask first, we're an entrepreneurship podcast. And so we like to be trendy and cool like everyone else. And so we always ask this question because everyone else does. What's your all-time favorite business book and why? You know, I really haven't read, I don't know if it's quote unquote business books. I don't really read a lot. And, and hopefully this doesn't put me in a bad light for any of your listeners. I love As a Man Thinketh. That's one of my favorite books to read. But even that I don't read a lot. I think, and hopefully this doesn't come across too hard to your listeners, I think there's doers and there's people who talk about it. I think you could spend a lifetime reading the stupidest fucking books in the world that will tell you exactly how to live the life you want, or you can go live the life you want. And when in need of education, you turn to those books. And I love that. But I wish more people would spend more time doing 
than they do reading about how to do. I hear people all the time say to me, oh man, I read 30 books this year. I said, how long does that take you? Fuck, dude, that took you three months. Can you imagine what you could do in three months of time? Now, again, I'm not against reading. I want to be clear about that. I'm just, again, spending time doing things that do not progress me. And I'm not saying, again, reading doesn't progress you. But I'll tell you what I do know. 99% of people will read all day long. They'll put the book down and they'll never do a fucking thing about it. I would rather see the dumb, dumb, like myself go do things in this world and then figure out how they find the information in a book to get past that which they seek to do. So again, I'm not trying to be on a high horse here, but yeah. I'm not a huge, huge reader. I do read a little bit. I'm not a huge reader. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. So as a man thinketh, that's what I heard. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, that's a great book. No, that's no, that's such a such a great answer. Yeah. What percentage of your income would you say with all these businesses, you know, you've got active income, you got passive income. What percentage of your income is passive versus active? Like if you stopped everything today, what what does that look like for you? I would say 30% of my income is passive. I could stop tomorrow and it'd be good. I mean, really to answer that question, I think it's easier to say if I stop tomorrow, I would just take all of my money, all of my assets. I would put it into something that would give me all passive income. So then a hundred percent, I can take right. three, four, $5 million and just make it work for me for the rest of my life and just be done, you know? Yeah, for sure. Next question, man. Well, what's one thing that you wish you could do more of, but your commitments to your business kind of hold you back? Nothing. Nothing. I love it. Yeah, I do yeah. everything I wanted to do. Everything I want. If I want to do it, I do it. Because again, if, if you're going back to this, like, dude, if I die in three months, do you think I want to sit in bed and go, man, I wish I would have done that. But instead, I work too hard in my business. The fuck out of here. That's stupid, dude. You should never have to answer that question with, man, I wish I spent more time doing this. Well, go do it. Yeah. And that for me, dude, if I want to do it, I do it. And if I, the other thing, and this is why I have some people don't like me, if I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it. It's that simple. <laughs> I love that. I think that's the best answer we've ever gotten to that question because it's, it's a good the answer that we want every one of our <laughs> listeners to have. Like exactly. that's what we want the answer to be. So I'm super glad that True. we have somebody on the show that's answering it the right way. Yeah. So, yeah. If you had to go back in time, you know, let's say your earlier, younger self, you've never started a business before, you know, what would you say to your, you know, 20 year old or 18 year old self, if you could go back? I could go back to myself and give him advice. It would be, do everything that you plan on doing and don't question it. I wouldn't tell him to change anything, but I would tell him to more quickly get into a place of confidence that believes in what he's doing. I, I've done pretty much everything I wanted to do. Now, do I wish I was a billionaire? Yeah. You know, maybe I should have made a little bit more money. But if I were to go back to him, I would say, listen, dude, stop fucking questioning everything you do. I know that you feel right now because you're not rich and you're not successful that you're going to question and question. Dude, I questioned myself up until about the time I was 30 and I was a millionaire by the time I was 30. I still question myself. Now I don't question anything. And I would go back to him and say, hey, dude, find that confidence as quickly as possible and do not question it because I promise you, you're going to be very happy with the life you build. So do not fucking detour from what you know you should be doing. Yeah. Awesome, man. That's so good. 
So I'd love for you to share with some of our listeners. I mean, you've built a substantial amount of time, freedom, financial freedom. You live a freedom lifestyle. I mean, that's, you know, that's just apparent even through the way you're answering these questions. So I'd love for you to share one or two strategic tips with our listeners of, you know, how they can kind of create that time freedom, financial freedom, life of freedom for them, for themselves. So that's a really, really open-ended question with a lot of answers. So I'm going to just pick one, if that's all right. I would say two things. I would say figure out what time management actually means. Most people don't understand there's 168 hours in a week. After eight hours of sleep, there's 112. Most of the motherfuckers listening tell me they're busy with 50 to 60 hours a week. That still leaves you 50 to 60 hours left. What are you doing with the time you have? You are not time managing. That's the problem. Most people don't understand a full-time job is 60 to 80 hours a week. That still leaves you time for your personal, your family, and all kinds of other stuff. Time management is number one. Number two is if I could give a common denominator for every successful person in this life, it's discipline. Figure out how to be disciplined to that which you set out to do. The more discipline you find, the more success you will see. That is so, so great, man. Just before we sign off, how can people get a, get a hold of you, man? How can they connect with you, whether it's Limitless Society, whether it's events you're doing just for all of our listeners here, so people can kind of just follow along with what you're doing, track along with you. What's the easiest way to connect? Two ways, just because, again, I'll have a really, really big event coming up here soon that I'm going to announce very soon. They can find me on Instagram, and that's just the period muscle. I answer every one of my DMs. I always answer my DMs. Most people don't believe me. I do. And then if they're interested at all in what I'm teaching and want to find what I'm showing people how to find, it's LimitlessSociety.com. Those are the two best ways to get a hold of me. Awesome. Perfect. Man, thank you so much for joining us for On the Exit. This has been a great interview. Just feel definitely edified, encouraged, as well as some conviction as well. So it's all good. Drop some bombs on us, man. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you, guys. I appreciate being on. Absolutely. All right. So. Thank you, everyone, for listening again to another episode of On The Exit. And uh, yeah, that's all for now. We'll see you next time. Yep. See you next time, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Own The Exit. Remember, it's your business and you can define your exit however you want. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Your feedback means the world to us. And it helps us reach more people just like you who are looking to own their exit.